वेलकम बैक टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द टू ब्रोस पॉडकास्ट वी आर टू ब्रोस दिस इज द टू ब्रोस पॉडकास्ट आई एम जॉइंड अगेन बाय माय मोस्ट फ्रीक्वेंट गेस्ट स्मिता मिश्रा वेलकम अगेन really this documentary that came out on uh, Netflix titled the social dilemma and of course uh, our listeners already know what we're going to talk about because they've read the title our, our listeners are so smart uh, so smitha take us back take us back to mm. the point where i mean when did you see it because i just saw it a few days ago and i remember you told me about it and uh, well, i seriously i watched it out of boredom because there's nothing else to watch take me back to the time where mm. you saw it and how uh it affected you and your initial reactions and tell me what happened while you were watching it and then i can maybe chip in with my thoughts in the middle so i saw this i think about 3 weeks back mm-hmm. um and i've been hearing a lot about uh this documentary from my colleagues at work uh and you know they were like oh this is a fantastic documentary which you should definitely watch and this is just going to you know transform your understanding about the social networks the amount of time that we spend and i think i was very reluctant to kind of watch it with my folks because you know how parents are right the mm-hmm. moment you they see anything anti social media they'll be like sub apps nikal do phone se and you know delete whatsapp delete facebook so i was a little, little reluctant mm-hmm. but then anyway i ended up watching it with my dad and i think it really shook me i think that was the first uh first reaction after that entire documentary got over mm. my dad and i both were kind of stunned into silence for like a few moments as the gravity of of the that whole documentary kind of seeped into us and uh, <laughs> after that of course it it uh, triggered a few few very strange actions by me which i've otherwise never done in my life okay uh, all all through my experience with social media for the last whatever 10 15 years i've never done but watching that documentary after that i kind of did some serious thinking and serious um you know uh changing my usual modus operandi if, if you if you say mhm so tell us what about you so i i saw it and i'll tell you what smitha these are things that i think everybody already knows you know people know all this it's just that we choose to uh i i let's say overlook neglect it i don't know you know we we just choose to not deal with it these are things that we already know we you know that everybody knows i mean it's it is the age of the information and you know everyone's got internet uh, i mean i mean let's say most of them have internet now everyone's connected we all know these things we know that uh, we are the commodity we are the product that's being sold and we are our attention is at sale so what that what the documentary did was it it basically showed a mirror to what you were doing and what's actually let's say happening behind the scenes for instance uh talking about that guy in the and obviously spoiler alert for anyone who's not seen it please do watch it and then maybe come back and listen to this podcast and then maybe you can even join us on a subsequent podcast talking about that guy who is uh, uh the the guy who's in college who's in high school or college or whatever that was 
and he gets into this uh, you know and how he is being manipulated by these three avatars yeah. behind the scene and they creating a virtual avatar of him the things that now this is the thing that really really freaked me out not only can they see the things that you've liked the things you've commented they also see how much time was spent looking at a post yeah. so it's that level of information that is available okay. for them to yeah. for them to generate such an algorithm yeah, yeah and then to kind of auto suggest you stuff to watch or stuff to like and and subscribe to and all of that i think one of one of the other things i think two things are very striking in that specific example that you talked about right um you remember the part where uh, the mother tries for them to put their devices in the timer thing yeah, and yeah, then yeah. um the the younger daughter she is she literally breaks it with a hammer and yeah. i was like Dude, okay. Probably my addiction is not that bad. That if I keep my phone in a timer, I will like use a hammer to break it because you know. But that that is the reality of today. I mean, especially the younger generation. You know, generation younger than us. Mm-hmm. We still were like on the cusp, right? I mean, mobile phones came in while we were still youngsters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, smartphones came in while we were still. i would say youngsters mm-hmm. uh, you know the whole advent of internet and we've literally seen it go from zero to crazy yeah. right in just about a decade decade and a half but then the younger generation the generation after us i think they call them the gen z's i mean mm. they literally have been born in the middle of this information influx yeah. and i don't think they can get to the stage where they stay away from it entirely unless you know they're literally staying in in a farm somewhere in or in the, in the middle of a jungle somewhere cut out from the rest of the world unless that happens i don't think there is they can you know completely move out of this entire information influx so i think that was one thing which was you know very striking and which kind of stayed with me per se and i felt kind of sad for the gen z you know i mean they Uh, just just thinking about that mm. that um it is sad that you know they are they've literally been born into an age where information is so accessible and yet it is so uh you know deriding them of as a sane life if if you call it that so that was one i think the other thing was like you said you know the boy and how his thought processes were being literally molded in front of our eyes like in the duration of of the documentary and when you look at that you kind of somehow resonate very um accurately about what is happening today in our life as well you know around us people becoming more uh you know more more right wing becoming more fundamentalist in their thought processes and everything i mean think about it you know like we were not like this when we were young mm-hmm. younger i would say you know because i think we were still allowing for multiple sources to reach out to to read about to discuss and discourse rather than a single minded information coming to us and uh poisoning us i i would i would call it that way i think so those two things were it it just um, pretty thought provoking you know when when i was when i just reflected back on that Smita, just a couple of follow up follow up points to uh, what you had said. Now, uh, as you recall, uh, we both went to the same school in uh, class eighth and ninth. And if you remember, if you go back, we went to school with some really horrible people. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can I don't want to name names, but I think you and I agree on that. <laughs> but 
ஒரு <laughs> I think those we would have gone through the same thing so you know the kids these days are like you said you know you kind of feel bad for them like you do one bad move you let's say you wear one bad outfit you say one bad thing and you know, you know you're you're up in the air for everybody to see you know that's that's really uh, and I mean at that young age really don't know and uh, some of the numbers that were backed up by that uh, that that uh, documentary the the suicide rates and again i think this is just talking about the united states the suicide, suicide rates are up 169% or something uh, uh, yeah, in yeah. Uh, in teenagers and back to in teenagers teenagers yeah. and like early teens late teens that is i mean that was a mind boggling number 169% up from uh, 2011 and 2010 uh, numbers and basically the only thing that's uh, you know changed notably in those years was the advent of uh the access of internet and uh, let's say the the spread of facebook uh, so to speak and yeah. that's pretty much uh, yeah. what came in that uh, that era and and yeah i mean i i, I shudder to think that if we had uh, whatsapp and facebook and all that thing uh, things all these things back then god knows what would have happened to us you know because some of these guys you know they could have uh, really done uh, some really damage you know they could have, could have lot done a lot of damage with these uh, with tools so to speak you know Yeah I think these tools are, are like have become enablers for online abuse and bullying yeah. to quite an extent you know and they and that is where that number is kind of going up as well so two things i think one of course is the online bullying and the online abuse which i think people randomly also face even you and me you know like you go on any site and the moment you open your mouth or well type out um a a, a thought process which is not akin to what everybody else is discussing you immediately uh, a target for abuse instantly right yeah yep. and people feel that it is so okay to just um, hurl abuses or give threats death rape whatever you want to call it and just fling it across like it's casual conversation and getting away with it right so that is i think one thing the other thing is um people especially the younger generation you know the teens preteens around that i think they they're in a in a state of um uh getting molded very quickly and i think uh you know the insecurities that they already have uh with respect to their their physical being or their mental state or emotional state or even their sexuality or gender mm-hmm. um i think all of that has gets flared up and magnifies intensely because of these tools which are you know literally questioning them at every point of time and literally telling them that you know no you're not good enough or you know you're not at par with the best of the best so i think it really hammers onto that insecurity and drives the nail through that you're not good enough you don't fit in and you never will be good enough for the situation so obviously people or, or these kids you know who plow through that that stage and who are like determined enough to fight through that phase which is immensely difficult i mean you and i we we battled bullying when it was not you know not online yeah. and it it took a lot of constraint a lot of restraint a lot of energy to go get through that but then um 
and if you get through that i think you get to a stage where you you understand that okay that was a phase and it is a truth of life but yeah you can get over it but there are a lot of people who succumb to it as well a lot of these teens preteens they succumb to it as well mm-hmm. so i think those two things are potentially the worst possible things that um, have emerged out of you know all this entire world being social phenomenon so now the next point the next point i want to hit on uh, smita and is continuing with that boy and i think that uh, the life of that boy kind of resonated with me uh it showed uh, this this guy finally gets his cell phone back and he kind of goes into a spiral of uh, misinformation and he yeah. it's video after video text after text it's a blogger after blogger at whatever you know and he uh, basically ends up at a, a rally a protest where it was uh, yeah. something that was entirely f- uh, false information now this is something that uh, happened has actually happened at a very large scale uh, talk about and i don't want to get political on this podcast but talk about the the intervention of uh, you know russia in the us elections which happened and speaking of which there are the results are out today so i mean fingers crossed but you know i remember when this th- when this thing came out smita and uh, just bear with me a bit it said that russia has interfered with the with the elections and then i really wanted to get into it it's not like they actually hacked the election but what they did was targeted ads and campaigning for users on facebook or whatever and whatever but then my immediate thought back then and this was 2016 my immediate thought was so what people actually went and still voted right nobody forced them nobody had a gun on their head but watching this video and what ha- what this does is it let's say you have an opinion and you watch a video about it it kind of gives you gets you in that bubble of your confirmation bias it shows you repeat after repeat of other people who agree with you and in the same end the you yeah in the end you develop this kind of a bubble where you're like shit my opinion is right and everyone else is you know messed up and that's pretty much what happens in the documentary it's a documentary slash kind of a movie where the man spends hours and hours and he loses track of his life uh, he's uh, he's not showing up football practice he's not attending classes he ends up spending so much time gathering information and i'm making the air quotes here uh information on social media about this and in the end he ends up at that rally where he probably shouldn't be because it's all misinformation and this is something you and i live with these days yeah that's that's so true and um i i think that that is also why you know um conspiracy theorists and fringe theorists and believers in in that particular aspect is like suddenly on a rise across um i think the problem is also that you know we have stopped questioning the sources and stopped questioning the authenticity and the credibility of what we are looking at mm-hmm. and generally you know just the 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 spread of misinformation and fake news around um i mean there is one point where you know you you seek inputs from various sources and then come to a consensus about the thought process i mean that's how what we were taught to to do as kids as well you know develop a scientific temper where you're looking at bo- both sides of the perspective both sides of the coin per se mm-hmm. and then you make up you know your decisions or or your thought process around that but i think because you know we have access to this nugget sized video which is apparently going to explain uh, complex situations like you know climate change yeah. or left uh, liberals uh, or feminism in 2 minutes mm-hmm. you know and they are so we get so sucked into oh wow i have i have 2 minutes to spare i can watch it and the shrinking attention span of people around i mean 
when was the last time we sat down and like read a book cover to cover to really understand yeah. you know the research that has gone into it or people who have shared their perspectives after years and years of studying existing literature mm-hmm. we don't because you know we are like sucked into that two minute oh i will be more inform informa- informed sorry i'll be more informed if i watch this two minute video which is often skipping on so many important stuff and just kind of giving you what you want to hear mm-hmm. and even more so if let's say we start watching something we don't like you always have the option of skipping it and going to something that again reaffirms with what you believe in so i think um somewhere down the line i think you know even people ourselves we are also to blame because the content is there because there is a need for it mm-hmm. the public is asking for it that is the reason why such content is existing in the first place right and the saddest thing is as time is progressing there is no way that this content is being screened or it is being monitored or i mean who would do that like there is there is tons and tons of of information out there there's nobody sitting down and monitoring what passes for truth versus what passes for lies so completely agree i mean uh if i if i'm remembering this correct there's already enough videos on youtube to last an entire lifetime so there's literally no way you can go through the entire uh, video library of youtube now talking about confirmation bias and uh, you know influencing uh, minds i i honestly thought i was above all it i was i i thought i could not be uh, swayed by these things but uh, it happened to me and uh, this mm-hmm. this this happened when i was at sea and i mean the, the virus had hit and there was uh, there was no sign off inside everybody was stuck and let's say for i was i, w- I wouldn't say i was uh, going through something a lot i mean it was it was okay i mean like you you were on the ship you're like you know this sucks you know you what's going on here and why am i not signing off i mean fine i was already on a i was on a short contract there were others who had been on board longer there were others who had families there were others who had kids wives etc they who were, let's say in a bigger uh, predicament than i was but this happened to me personally and this was about the around the fourth or fifth month while i was still on board i was fine and that suddenly out of the blue you started seeing all these uh, videos these uh, articles online that seafarers are going through a humanitarian crisis now first i remember when i read it for the first time i was like is it really i mean it's not that bad is it i mean it's fine i mean it, i'm going to be home for the next the next month or the next next month it's not that bad but again this is my opinion maybe it really was a humanitarian crisis but honestly at that point i didn't feel it but the more i read it the more i felt like a victim that damn it i'm going through something this is bad what i'm going through i'm i'm suffering here and that reading that again and again and again i started to feel like a victim right and this is what brings me to all these posts on social media like yeah yes feminism needs to be addressed and it needs to be acted on yes people need feminism and yes people this and that but i hear people you know using these terms so freely people who let's say may not even necessarily need it because the people who need it are not on instagram right the people who are living in villages or who really need uh, the upliftment are not in are not on instagram and they are not on platform so sharing a post here and there will not make a difference to their lives right but if you tell somebody over and over again that yes you are oppressed yes you are a victim yes the world is against you yes this and you are oppressed and this and that you end up believing it and this happened to me you know 
so that was a bit of yeah. a shocker that when i came home it suddenly felt like you know it wasn't that bad <laughs> well welcome to welcome to the age of disillusionment mm-hmm. and welcome to the age of uh you know just just taking you for a ride when when it suits um people mm-hmm. i think you know the the mere sentiment that it is so easy to trigger a group of people today yeah versus what it was like a few years back i think that is testament to the fact that the people who own this information or who are broadcasting it the people who are giving this platform to broadcast this information i think they're very aware mm-hmm. you know when facebook started i'm pretty sure it was not like yeah we will hit like 1000 members and we'll be like we'll call it sayonara no mm-hmm. i mean we are literally one sixth of the population of the world is on facebook right now yeah and it it was it was it was building up as a very concentrated effort i mean the other day i was i was going through uh, one of these <laughs> again i i i seemingly am more uh, watching more of the us side of stuff versus what's happening in india but just they have these congressional hearings right mm-hmm. where they they pull up all these tech giants and and the government of us is basically questioning them about what they're doing right or wrong mm-hmm. and i think it was something to do i think it was the one where mark zuckerberg was called and i don't know if you watched that mm-hmm. uh but yeah so you know the, the the people there were constantly asking them that you know are you going to check the information which is going out or which is which is passing on and they could not get a direct answer of a yes or a no from 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 these people and i think when we were watching the uh, the documentary as well all those people who have now separated themselves from all these tech giants Uh, a lot of them said along the same line that you know what these businesses are doing is not ethical it's not moral and that is the reason why they've stepped away from there um i also had read a, an article where there were employees senior level employees from google from facebook who have actually left the company mm-hmm. because there was you know uh, there was a dubiousness and and an ethical and moral gap forming where the top leaders are like yeah this is okay this is fine to do and and that was kind of percolating into the rest of the organization as well mm-hmm. so we have to think about this right tools like google tools like facebook which are allowing advertisers to push a certain kind of information if you think about it like it says in the documentary as well we are the products we are we are we are the ones who are getting um you know our our screen time is what is getting sold and the advertiser is paying revenue to these tools or these tech giants for that so what makes you think that these tech giants will not align with those you know capitalistic blocks so if, if tomorrow say amazon wants to you know take over uh facebook agenda and and just feed through uh you know feed through people thinking or or for that matter trump you know wanting to feed through people thinking yeah climate change is a hoax and mm-hmm. you know you should not believe in that so obviously the kind of money which is coming in the source from where this money is coming in whatever is that their thought process that will kind of direct and funnel into all these tech giants to begin with so i think that was that was one of the one of the major um introspections that i had uh, you know when i was watching this and um yeah so after that of course i kind of 
took a lot of drastic measures mm-hmm. which uh, I'll, I'll talk about that <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll come to that uh, in a while smita now another thing that i did was i i did a bit of a follow-up research not just like i mean i don't want to sound uh, like okay i saw a documentary i freaked out i did this so i did a little bit of extra research there is there's a plethora of information available everywhere no depends you know you have to verify your source i listened to a lot to this uh, podcast called the minimalists these guys are amazing these two guys who quit their corporate jobs and now they live like minimalists now mm-hmm. they they laid it out very very simply like uh, a phone used to be a tool a communication tool now it's it's become so much more it's now think of it this way it's been employed by the corporations to work to make you work for them right mm. you get access to all these apps otherwise you wouldn't have like let's say there's an app which is built in the us now ordinarily you would not be in touch with those people but now through the phone you are in touch with them and through you know through the phone and their app store or whatever store they have access to your attention and your you know this and that even if it's something simple like a mobile game that you know you seems it seems kind of harmless throwing in that ad every now and then makes them money so in reality you work for the corporations you make them rich you don't get a cut of the pie that okay i saw this ad i should get this much no you don't you watch the ad they get paid you get nothing all you yeah. do is you get that little bit of a dopamine hit that's what keeps you addicted and that's why these algorithms are designed not just like let's say you and i open uh, instagram right now it's not like you and i will get the same we press on that search button you and i will not get the same feed anymore right yep. you will yep. be fed things on what you have liked in your past i will be fed things what i have liked in my past now the objective of that is to keep us on instagram or facebook or whatever longer than we normally would and smitha i tested this theory okay i tested this i set a timer on my phone uh you know the uh, the apple devices let you do uh, an, an app lock so i set a 30 minute timer on instagram thinking that 30 minutes in a day is a lot on instagram right and i i was going about my normal day the normal chores that i do the normal classes i attend the normal studies and normal working out etc etc and uh, that half an hour came and went in no in no time at all and then i canceled that screen time and i said let me see how long it goes and usually i'm flipping up and down i'm now the instagram has reels now so i'm watching those videos and somebody has compiled Uh, a cristiano gold celebration video i want to watch that then there's something else about a cat video i want to watch that and it's one after the other the after the other i ended up spending 4 hours on instagram that day <laughs> wow amazing this is this is good af- job mirishir <laughs> this is this is after setting a half an hour ka timer i spent 4 hours on that app and after watching that documentary i knew exactly what happened they have found what i liked they have even calculated how many seconds i spend watching or looking at a post they have created a virtual me and now they know exactly what to what to show me and in that to feed you mm-hmm. in those 4 hours the number of ads and the sponsored posts that i've seen are like crazy uh, so many i can't even keep track so many of them mm-hmm. so i have made them money i have gained nothing i have wasted my time yes i've gotten a bit of a dopamine hit so i've become addicted to it and then i repeat the same thing again tomorrow <laughs> yeah that's that's the rabbit hole my friend it's, it's so easy to get sucked into that right and literally you, you i mean I, i don't realize it myself like how much time i spend and um 
so i i kind of understood the whole uh, you know the message that the documentary was trying to give in the end and i i honestly tried to like figure out what can i do around that so i think one of the things that i did was um uh, there is a there is a google app which shows you like your activity mm-hmm. um i i will tell you the exact name of the app so it tells you the activity on your screen how much time have you spent and you can it's basically the same thing around uh, it's called action dash mm-hmm. uh and it's it's the same thing uh, like you mentioned right like you can lock some apps or it will show you how much time have you spent on you know on your phone like mm-hmm. just keeping it on or flicking through it um and yeah it's 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 so i i thought that you know I, and i set up all these reminders on my apps okay like facebook reminds me anytime i've spent an hour uh, on facebook i get a pop up saying you know you've spent an hour on facebook mm-hmm. i get the same thing for instagram um and despite that you know it's like you get you get the pop up saying yeah you've spent an hour and you're like yeah okay fine and then you just brush it brush it aside and you continue doing what you were doing i mean it's not like we take that reminder seriously that oh my god okay i spent an hour that's it i have to close it dukan band karo aaj ke liye that doesn't happen right mm-hmm. because when you are in the middle of of you know just falling down that rabbit hole there's literally no end to it you just yeah. you just spiraling there are days when you know i finish work at like 11 11:30 and i go on to youtube so my my latest addiction is youtube now okay because i've i've stopped everything else on facebook and on insta so so i open something random like you know do it yourself uh decluttering your home or you know decor or something like that mm-hmm. and i have no clue like from that point how did i get on to uh what food do dashings eat <laughs> i don't like you know after and i have spent oh, like man. two and a half three hours because by the time i'm done and i'm like i'm getting up from my chair it's 2:30 in the morning mm-hmm. and then i'm like shit what what did i what, what just happened mm-hmm. right and then of course it disturbs everything else in your day yeah. Well. so yeah i i've been there i think all of us have but um i think what's important is what we can do to kind of get past this this dopamine hit concept right so, that, yeah, that is more important we will we'll come to that i'll just add one last thing uh, to this now uh, i think it was last week where uh, i had some kind of a problem with my instagram app it stopped giving me notifications for uh, likes or comments or uh, messages or whatever everything everything stopped i tried everything reinstalled it installed it uh, checked notifications on my phone checked notification in the app it was all good but there was nothing i i didn't know i didn't know what to do and i don't know what went wrong i wrote to instagram that it's not happening right so i had yeah i did that i did that so i had instagram on my phone my phone was sitting right there it was not buzzing but the thought that shit maybe somebody reached out but let's say in let's say 30 to 40% of the cases there was a text waiting for me there was something waiting for me but i picked up the phone so many times to figure out and once you pick it up you're like okay let's see what else is up and then you just what you, else is there yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the rabbit hole again i think we are we're just addicted to that to the sound of the notification right i mean yeah. even in like if even if you're sleeping i mean if if you are a light sleeper like you are mm-hmm. you know and the phone just stings you know you're you instantly open your eye to see okay what is it what what is it that i'm missing or you know 
But you know what, Arjun? This is something that one of my my cousins told me uh, when I was discussing around the same things with him as well. He told me that unless you are, uh, you know, a, an, a rocket scientist, like a nuclear rocket scientist, or a surgeon, or somebody who is literally saving lives, uh, nobody is waiting for your <laughs> response that urgently yeah. on on your phone mm-hmm. that it cannot wait a few hours for exactly. you to get back to them, right? It it can never be a showstopper that if you didn't respond, something will happen. It's never that. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I, I just, you know, first thing, though, I, I've turned off the sound of notifications. Like, I don't hear the ting, ting, nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but, and then uh, I have also turned off notifications for every app. Every app except for WhatsApp because, like, you know, of course, work. You you can't de edict entirely. Like yeah. you, you can do it in phases. Mm-hmm. So, but then yeah, I, I like turned off notifications for everything else. And now, the only way I know if something is there is if I open the app and I see like manually go to the notifications to check that okay, what has happened. So, honestly, I think that has given me a lot of peace of mind in the last few days and weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But don't you like find yourself opening those apps more frequently now? Oh, I, I have removed apps also from my oh, phone. Oh, that's good. So yeah, let's get into that. Tell us, tell us what is the immediate uh, reaction after you finished watching it and what are the things that you did, the corrective action that you incorporated in your life? Okay, so, um, you know, obviously the, the aftermath of, of, the, of the, um, the, the documentary itself kind of led me to actually doing a few things that was even suggested in the documentary. Again, spoiler alert, if you have not mm-hmm. seen it, you should definitely go and check it out. So um, the first thing I think they said was, you know, to deactivate notifications, which I did. Mm-hmm. So I, I like turned off notifications for everything, even emails for that matter, emails, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Um, the second thing was I turned off the notification sound. So that my ear is not subconsciously, you know, looking out for that 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 magical thing which which again diverts my attention. Mm-hmm. So that was the second thing. Third thing, I deleted all apps, whatever I don't require or like I don't have to urgently open. Mm-hmm. So if you have to manually log in every single time on a browser, your mind after a point of time says like, "Chhodiyar, right?" So that happens. That actually started happening with me as well. So I deleted Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I deleted Instagram. I deleted Facebook. None of the three apps are there on my phone. So mm-hmm. I literally have to go to a browser and open it. Um, YouTube is still there. I mean, I'm still trying to <laughs> get rid of that, but mm-hmm. yeah, still trying. Um, so those are the three things which I immediately did, right? Apart from that... Um, one more thing which I did, and which is not related to the documentary per se, but this was another tech-related um, weird stuff that is happening called deepfake. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've heard of it. And I've seen some work. Yeah, I've seen some of them. Okay, mm-hmm. so a friend of mine sent me a video of myself. Okay. That is a deepfake of myself. Mm-hmm. And my face was superimposed on some weird singer very curvaceous okay with very revealing clothes it was it was a singer so it was like a performer and some somebody famous but then i don't know what happened and when i saw myself and it looked 
freaking real. Mm-hmm. It looked so. You know, people will not wait to figure out the authenticity of the video. I mean, considering all that we have just talked about as well, you know, the misinformation and the fake stuff. Mm-hmm. People won't won't pause to go back and like figure out the the credibility of that video. But then, if it is something as realistic as that, it really screws with your mind, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know what happened. Something just triggered, okay, like really badly. Um, I ended up archiving all of my photographs on Instagram mm-hmm. before I kind of, you know, deleted the app from my phone. I even went to the extent of hiding or deleting all, almost all my photographs from Facebook as well because mm-hmm. I was like that freaked out. Um, it is a very real eventuality that can happen to anybody at any point of time. But that was one more thing which I did as an additional step. And I figured out a way how to keep ads at bay. Really? Yeah. What? How? But it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a time-consuming thing. But um, but yeah, you can do this. And this is for all the, all the listeners as well. So... Anytime you have a have an ad pop up, right, uh, on say a video that you're watching on Facebook, um, there is an there is like an eye uh, icon on mm-hmm. on the bottom left or right corner uh, mm-hmm. which says hide this ad, right? Mm-hmm. And if you click on that, it will again prompt you uh, saying you know temporarily hide this or why am I seeing this ad? Mm-hmm. So if you click on why am I seeing this ad, this that will take you to your advertisement settings on on your app, mm-hmm. okay? Now, what Facebook has done, bloody freaking genius, what they have done is ever since you have joined Facebook, right, they are tracking every like, every comment, every share, mm-hmm. even if you don't like a comment, even if you share it to any external device or even at somebody's wall or to somebody's messenger. They are, so every piece of content on Facebook is tagged with uh, a keyword, right? For example, if let's say you're watching a football video, so and and Rooney is is doing a kick, you know, penalty kick. So mm-hmm. that one video clip will have words or or keywords like football, Rooney, United, Manchester United, UK, and all of that, right? And the moment you have interacted with that content in any way, all these get tagged mm-hmm. as your interests on Facebook, mm-hmm. and. They are all stored in a place. All these keyword, keyword spaces, whatever your activity has been, they're all stored in, in the backend. And all your advertisements or your content gets auto-generated based on those likes and those interactions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that is still getting tracked basis, how much time you're spending watching stuff as well. That is something I have to figure out. So what you can do is you can go into your ad, ad settings open all these keywords and uncheck each one of them. Oh. Now, the problem with Facebook, because mm-hmm. they are freaking clever at this, mm-hmm. you cannot select all and uncheck them mm-hmm. because that would be too easy. So you have to literally go in to each of the keywords, right click on it and then say unselect. Oh boy. I had I had some 3,700 odd keywords mm-hmm. in my repository. Stuff which I don't even know why it is there. There was something called porcelain. And I'm like, what? That does not make any sense. Why would that be in my 
you know, in, in, in my list of words that I like. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I must have watched a DIY, DIY, you know, DIY video sometime of pottery or clay or mm-hmm. some ancient Chinese Ming dynasty pots or something. Okay. And porcelain was one of the words. And I'm like, freaking hell. And there were 3,700 such words. It took me almost one and a half hours. But I removed all of them. Like I unchecked and unlike everything, rebooted the app, like signed out, signed back in, rebooted the app and went back into that list of likes. And I couldn't, I mean, there was, there was nothing there showing up. And the first like five to six days after that activity, I noticed there was like a sudden fall of advertisements that I was, I was getting popped up. So that is something you can try out if mm-hmm. that works because it did work with me. And, um, after you do that, after you clean up, don't like, don't comment, don't subscribe, don't share to anything. <laughs> yeah, then the like whole thing begins happens. all over again. Yeah. So yeah, so those are a few of the things which I did. And um, I won't say my addiction has cured completely, but I think it has come down drastically. So I, I've taken a very uh, different approach. Uh it, I think for me, it boils down to accessibility. So I keep very, very few apps on my phone, right? I mostly use my music app, the podcast app. I have some apps for news. I have Feedly and I have uh, InShorts for Indian news. And I have no games. I have nothing else. I used to have, uh, you know, a few of these dating apps. I've gotten rid of those because they add no value. And... I used to have Instagram because I immediately after I take a picture, I used to feel the need to go and share it. Now, there have been instances in the recent past where I've been out cycling, right? And immediately my thought was, oh, that's going to be, that's going to look good on Instagram. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like the other day I stopped at a, at a junction because there was this huge herd of sheep crossing the road. Immediately I stopped my cycle. I took out my phone. I recorded a video. And my first thought was, this will look really good on Instagram. I'm like, damn it, what am I doing? This is not right. And after watching that documentary, the first thing I did was in terms of accessibility, I got rid of Instagram from my phone. Gone. And I kid you not, the second I did that, there was such peace and calm in my life because I no longer, because again, there were no notifications even now, right? I did not have to pick up my phone to check if, if someone's messaged me or not. And then it dawned on me, like you had said, Anyone who would want to text me or reach me or whatever has my number. And another thought came to me like, Smita, this is something that I've started doing, right? I barely call people. I barely, you know that we've been friends for like half our lives. I barely call people, right? The One of the reasons is that I've come back from, from sailing. I suddenly don't want to start calling people and say, okay, now I'm back. Give me attention, spend time with me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to disrupt people's rhythms and lies and stuff. Not that I'm saying people will stop their lives for me. I'm not saying that. But I don't call people as much. If there's a really big emergency, if there's somebody's birthday, maybe then I will call somebody, right? Apart from that, I really don't call anybody. And then it hit me. I'm putting up stuff on Instagram for likes and approval of people I would not normally call. What is that about? And then it hit me. It's not really that it's their approval or it's their likes or it's their comments. It's that 
tiny little dopamine hit that you get every time the like button goes off it can be anybody it can be some guy from uganda or wherever the else wherever else on the on the planet it's that like that matters it's it's a gratification that that hits me so that's why i've been doing it and then i it hit me that's so shallow why would i do that you know instead of sitting there on my cycle enjoying like where else in the world do you see suddenly a herd of sheep just crossing the road i mean it was beautiful I should have done that. I should have just stayed on my bike, watched all of them walk right past me. Instead, I took out my phone. I and yeah. that that hit yeah. me. And after taking that video, and again, another thing that freaked me out about Instagram: you go into your settings, you go into your uh, account settings or something or whatever. They have a list of every single video or a photograph that you've liked since yep. time immemorial, whatever. Immemorial, yeah. some of these like you said i don't even remember liking but they're there and it's so easy like you you put up you pull up that list you can easily form an opinion ki oh this guy is is like this this is what he likes you know and that that kind of freaked me out a bit i mean that level of knowledge that i even i don't have about myself is available to someone else and it can be used to manipulate my decision my thought process my the actions reactions whatever So in terms of accessibility like I was saying I got rid of all these apps if ever I feel restless to pick up my phone I pick up and read the news on my phone or I pick up and listen to I listen a pod listen to a podcast so that way yes I am feeling the need to pick up my phone I am getting those uh, tingles in my hands and my feet whatever but I am using a phone as a tool to to serve me to give me knowledge I'm not working for someone else. Yes, let's say those podcasts have have ads in them. Yes, those news apps do throw in ads every now and then, but it's not it's not giving me a dopamine hit, let's say. It's giving me knowledge, it's giving me information. I'm gaining from it. YouTube is not on my phone. It's on my it's on my TV in fact. So if I have to watch a YouTube video, I have to go to the living room, switch on my TV, connect it to the Wi-Fi, open the app, log in and then watch it. Right? It Which becomes is such a such a pain, right? Yeah, you you just tells you that ah, I'll leave it. And now I'm I'm using Instagram through my laptop because I have a new podcast. Whenever the episode goes out, I do post a, a link on the on my stories. But that's it. I go there, I post my story, I'm out. I'm not checking messages. I'm not checking anyone else's stories. I'm not looking at ads. So, I think that's that's a very satisfying feeling, right? Like when when you're. Um, when you you know very bereft of all of this activity i kid you not i i started painting dude like <laughs> i don't remember the last time i did that mm-hmm. you know like any time i feel that okay i need to go on my phone and i want to like figure out what's happening i'm like screw this open the canvas like get some paints out and freaking yeah. paint your life away because you know what we feel is there is no substitute to the phone like phone is your begin all and end all mm-hmm. to everything your entertainment your news your networking your gossip everything is in your phone right mm-hmm. but i think time has come that we reclaim that that sanity and we reclaim that part of our life back where imagine how it was 10 years back when when you know we did not even know phones existed or smartphones existed where you know we had a camera to take pictures which itself was like a huge pain to get those negatives developed and yeah. we had like an alarm clock 
which had its own use and then you know i mean, i'm not saying that you know we you go back to using your nokia 1100 phone that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is it's time to reclaim that part of our lives back which we unwillingly and unwittingly just sacrificed on the altar of all these tools and um all, all this content which is kind of out there right yeah. i mean pick up stuff which which we are we've lost out of a habit of reading or playing music mm-hmm. like for all the musicians out there or painting even if you are you suck at painting like i do <laughs> still do it right or go for a ride go for a walk drive around something do something with that time but don't invest it into you know the, the tool or the phone or the apps as much as we have slowly become so used to doing i think that is important Look, my, i think my concern still is you know arjun i mean yeah you and i we are like wise people right <laughs> we're discussing well. stuff and we're Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're talking out and you know we're like yeah we can do this yeah we we are we we have the mental capacity to block ourselves and we're like no this is wrong we should not be doing it but my concern still is around that the next generation of kids and you know the gen z which is coming up and mm-hmm. they are not getting uh, you know the same amount of of thought process or they're not getting the same amount of guidance um that this is not the you know begin all and end to all of your life so because i, I think I'm just I'm, i'm concerned about that i think people our age who are now parents haven't this this has not been a problem in the past at all parents in fact are encouraging kids to uh, you know leave them alone and watch peppa pig on whatever the hell platform that is that you just leave them alone you know and i'll tell you what just to go back a little bit on something that you said i think with every invention there's a good use of it and a bad use of it for instance let's just go back to for instance let's say let's talk about nuclear fission right it can generate so much power it will put all your fossil fuels to shame like i i sailed with a russian uh, uh, uh electrical officer he had sailed on a nuclear ship he says the size of the engine room is let's say a quarter the the size of the engine is a quarter of what we have it produces so much energy but the reason why it's not so mainstream why it's not yes there are side effects yes there is radioactivity but there's always the threat of you know getting it into the wrong hands same with the internet like the internet now is saving lives we have tech like uh, there are stories like the apple watch gave somebody an alert while he was on a trail that you know something's wrong and he went and got an ecg turns out turns out he was having a heart attack and that saved his life and they said if you had been a few minutes late you would have it would have been too late so the internet is saving lives but it's opened the world to this uh, possibility of manipulation bullying uh, you know conveying your yeah con- conveying your message to so many people and i remember i was at my local grocery store uh, the other day and uh, i was just there to buy some veggies or whatever there was a man there who was watching a video on youtube of some baba aravli or god knows what name it was i forgot the name and it was saying this man is supreme and he's learned and he's the best thing and he's this and that i really forgot his name i don't know want to say his name either but uh, this man this person was completely engrossed in it now you and i know it's bullshit and you and i will never fall for it but there are people who will fall for this mis- misinformation and to yeah. what end you know to what end see as long as there are masses to rule uh, you know 
there will always be you know a metaphorical ruler and yeah. right now even if it if that metaphorical ruler doesn't have a face you can call it the internet or you can call it social sites or whatever mm-hmm. it is right because ultimately i mean probably that's a conversation for another time you know the crony capitalism and and all of that stuff um ultimately i think the goal is for for any such such thing i think it's said in the documentary as well right the the purpose with which these tech giants were created those these apps were created they were created with good intent mm-hmm. right yeah. when it started it was created with good intent but there is no controlling when you have information literally on your fingertips and huge masses of information at your fingertips it has now come to a point where this is not in anyone's control anymore yeah. you cannot just say that you know tomorrow i'm going to monitor or license or restrict information <laughs> literally you have no control over it anymore mm-hmm. and we have already we've, we've gone past the stage where you know we could have put the checks in place or we could have uh you know censored the information that is needed to be censored i think we are way past that point now and literally it's not up to the mark zuckerbergs or the bezos of the world to control anything in their in their hands right now it's it's a model which is again it started with the best of intent somewhere down the line it lost track of of that intent and it is now spiraled into the ugly face of you know the social network that we we are thinking about so that is that it is it's continue to grow it will continue to grow in this way i think this this takes me back to the story of dr frankenstein where the intent was there to create something uh, beneficial but in the end you end up with a monster that nobody knows what to do uh, do with you know smita thank you for your insights uh, thank you very much for spending time with uh, me to discuss this documentary which uh, really i mean it shook me and uh, by you know by the looks of it it did shake you as well now if you don't mind i'm going to take over the the uh, you know the recommendation bit for this episode because i have a perfect one for this uh, this uh, particular episode oh, go ahead go ahead please listen to if you're into documentaries watch uh, the social dilemma again of course there is another follow up it's called minimalism on netflix it's by these two guys who had a big uh, fancy corporate jobs who quit everything and became the minimalist they have a documentary out on netflix about it's about an hour long they also have a podcast and it's a very very successful podcast these guys have three books out on how to be a minimalist what's really important in life not just when it comes to things when it comes to people as well how we tend to hoard Uh, the toxic people who add no value but every now and then give us that shot of dopamine and that's why we hold on to toxic people in our lives as such they give a lot of insight and uh, these days i'm 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 really addicted to that uh, to that podcast and every now and then i'll throw in an episode i'm listening to some of the previous episodes that they've launched many years ago they've been added i don't know for 3 or 4 years now but do check out the documentary it's called minimalism it's on netflix and uh, it's on vimeo as well i believe if you're on that platform it's it's basically everywhere so do give that a listen and the best thing is they have these two catch phrases okay these they this is they just stand out so their podcast starts with this episode is brought to you by nobody because advertisements suck <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> perfect <laughs> awesome awesome and 
they they always end uh, their episode and i mean i will leave a link to their podcast and the documentary if i can find it i will leave a link in the description they always end their podcast with love people use things because the opposite just doesn't work i mean that is such a good oh, message man. that is such a good That's message so profound dude. that is profound isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah do give that a listen and uh, tell me let me know if uh, you've liked it and uh, i mean i'm still on instagram i mean i'm not that regular you can drop a message i will check it at my convenience <laughs> <laughs> that is key that is that key, is key yeah. isn't it and for those who know me do drop in a whatsapp i'm still regular on whatsapp and i message uh, let me know if you uh, agree with what i've said and if you agree with our message and if you did and in fact like uh, the social dilemma and uh, the minimalist podcast and minimalism the the documentary smith so, thank you and we'll see you on a follow episode pleasure as Yay! always take care see you around bye bye it's always always great to be on the synchro podcast excellent see you around